This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. There's no such thing as no maintenance when it comes to your home. That's why we bring you the Fix It Show from 7 to 9 every Saturday. Get your questions ready for our expert home inspector, David Nason from Best Inspections. Here he is with his co-host, Dayton Kane. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. The second Saturday of October here, and we are sponsored, as always, by JMB Construction and Siding Unlimited. Eric Brown from Siding Unlimited joining us next hour. But this first hour, we have a new person in the studio we've never talked to before. Right. Good morning, Dayton. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. Brandon is here from... Current Electric. Yes, so Current Electric's been on the show before, but Brandon, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Good morning. Thanks for coming in. So tell us a little bit about, first of all, Current Electric overall. Overarching, what do you guys do? What should people know about you? So Current Electric, we've been in business for about 40 years now. Um, It was started by Chuck Smith, um, who is out of town this week. He's in Mm -hmm. Egypt enjoying some time off. Oh, fabulous. Um, So we basically do uh, just about everything electrical uh, that you can think of. Um, We have a residential service department where we come into your home and we take care of any needs that you might have, um, any safety issues. Um, We do a lot of backup generators for homes and uh, businesses. We are very big into PV and solar and car chargers. And we also have a construction branch that does like commercial contracting and um, new construction type uh, projects. Yeah. The only thing you mentioned there that I wasn't sure of, PV. Thank you. Uh, that's uh, solar uh, okay. photovoltaic systems. Photovoltaic. Okay. Yep. Yes, that makes sense. I just I've never heard anybody call it that. I get a little into the industry terms sure. sometimes. Right. Sorry about that. <laughs> a little technical. So on that note, what is your role with the company? So I'm one of the partners with Chuck Smith. Um, I work in the construction department, so I do uh, commercial type uh, estimating, design, and project management. Okay, but you've got a background in electricity. You've been doing it how long? Uh, well, my dad got me started when I was about eight years oh, old putting outlets in, yeah. so it's it's been a long time. Um, full time about twenty years though. Okay, yeah. so nice. eight years old. How many times did you get a little bit of a shock? Um, more than I can count on uh, my hands. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you have don't, all don't touch fingers this. on your hands or all. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Right. So electricity is something you don't mess around with. Like you need to know right. what you're doing when it comes to electricity. So we're probably going to get a lot of questions today on our uh, old National Bank talking text line at eight five five six one six one six twenty. The yeah. average person. I mean, maybe switching out an electrical outlet if you know how to turn your breaker mm. off, maybe putting a yeah. new light in if you know how to turn the right breaker <laughs> right. off. It, in but, your house, the breakers are very important, right? Sure. But th- that's that's what I've talked about on the show prior to Current coming on the on the show is I was so happy to have you have the company coming on the show being a partner. I know enough, a little bit more maybe than Dayton, but just enough to be dangerous but not enough really to advise people on how to fix things because it's always been my opinion that if I start telling people how to do something and I don't get it quite right or they don't get it quite right, <laughs> somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> Either they get hurt or you know, it's, you can start a fire, arcing, things like that and everything. So, yeah, it's great to have you here so we can answer people's questions correctly. What is the the biggest thing you see? Like somebody calls you guys and says, hey, I need you to come out to my house what are they calling for, typically? Uh, <clears throat> they lost like power in part of their house. Usually, like a circuit breaker might have tripped or gone bad, or um, 
We get a lot of calls from like home inspectors, you yep. know, to do like um, GFI protection is a big one. You know, a lot of people don't have that in their homes. Um, mm-hmm. So we get a lot of calls to add GFI outlets in, in a right. lot of places for protection. Right. Okay. And where should those be? Um, you need to have those anywhere you like by water, like mm-hmm. um, in your kitchen, for instance, um, bathroom, mm-hmm. laundry areas, garages, um, outside, laundry. outside, yep, anywhere laundry. where there's water right. or potential for danger. Yeah, new houses, unfinished basements are required to have GFCIs as well. That's right. That, I think was that the last area that was required, or G, it, it wasn't until like 2005 or six or something that laundries were required to have laundry rooms. I think was one of the last ones because that's in newer homes. When I say newer, since the '90s or 2000s, that's always I see them everywhere else in the house, but not the laundry room. Yeah, that's uh, correct. I think it was about 2005 yeah. in that code cycle that they added the right. laundries in there. Right. So even the so that means the outlets behind your washer and dryer should be on a GFCI circuit, and hopefully they the electrician was was being helpful in putting a GFCI somewhere else in the room. So that so that the ones behind the washer is protected by it, and you don't have to reach over your washing machine to try to reset it if it trips. You can just go and, and reset the one. Because you can set it on, in a series so right, that it's you not... can reset the one over on the wall or near the sink or something, and it resets or, the other one. Or even at the circuit breaker, you can put yeah, a GFI breaker. Breaker definitely for the whole house, or just for that certain circuit. For certain circuits, really? Yeah, that's cool. I yeah. didn't know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's a little more of a hassle. <laughs> If you have to walk downstairs and reset the one in the breaker, I see that most commonly probably with whirlpool tubs. Yeah, that's true. If yep. you can't locate something in the bathroom or something that they have a breaker in your panel and there's a little button on it that shows that it's a GFCI breaker. <laughs> so interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot to learn, a lot that we can go through this hour. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. Get your questions in. Brandon from Current Electric on with us this hour. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Like a user's manual on the radio, it's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning, Dayton Kane. David Nason here along with Brandon Barlament from Current Electric. Thanks for joining us this morning. Did you do anything crazy this week, David? Crazy? Anything um, fun out of the ordinary? I did some home inspections. Wow, you, you <laughs> yeah. went nuts. So a couple big houses again. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, How about that's you, Brandon? Fun. Anything fun and exciting in your week this week? Well, actually, I was able to get away from the office for a couple of days, and I went camping in the Upper Peninsula with my dad. That's nice. the answer I was looking right. for, David. And some that's gorgeous weather awesome. for that, I that's bet. Great. Oh, it's beautiful up yeah. there. Nice. Well, yeah. good. Glad you got away from it. Took a little breather. Now you're in full-blown on the Fix-It Show here, giving us answers to questions. So let's get right to them. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. There's a really long text here. <laughs> I think we can sum it up just by saying they have an electric range. They're getting a new one. It's a three-prong on the old one, and they want to replace that receptacle and are wondering, do they have to upgrade to the four-prong receptacle when they get the new range? That's a great question, because um, you see that a lot in older homes with ranges and dryers. So, so the, the kind of basic answer is that if there's a three-prong receptacle there, you're allowed to you know, grandfather that in, and you're allowed to put a three, uh, three-prong receptacle on your range. Now, that being said... Um, I recommend that the four-prong receptacle is installed with new wiring um, because it's just it's a better system. You know, with, with the old system, um, they kind of bonded the neutral and the ground together and used the neutral as the ground path a little bit on the ranges, whereas if you bring a new four-wire up there and put a new four, four-wire range receptacle in there, you get a true ground wire, and yeah. it's a safer installation for your family. Right. So he's saying the, the neutral is carrying some 
current. Right. And you really don't want the ground and the current or the neutral to be bonded together. That's I'm, just, I'm the devil's ad- yeah. advocate that says, well, this has been in my house since 1970. <laughs> right, right. Why do I need to worry about it's it? It's safer. Yeah, it's safer. Yeah. And that's but, why they allow you to yeah. grandfather it in because it was the code yeah. at the time. Right. But, you know, again, I looked changed. it up. 1996 is yeah. when they changed the code yeah. on that. Right. To, so to, to kind of talk about that and, and we get into some of these things, GFCIs and stuff, for a building inspector, they allow things to be grandfathered. So code code allows that. And and I've talked about it a lot. I'm as a home inspector. I'm not a code inspector. I don't. I, sometimes it, when I, when people call a scheduling inspection, we have a conversation or at the inspection, they, they're a little surprised that a home inspector is not making sure the house meets code. Right. It's all about the condition of the home and safety. And so people who don't have GFCIs in the right place or some of these electrical things, it's really. I'm not saying oh that's against code, which it might be, but it's more about safety for yourself, and that's. That's what electrical is really all about. We want to make sure people can use all the technology we have and everything, but it's got to be safe. Well, let's answer this text yeah. that came in at 855-616-1620, because it sounds like you're saying no, but let's see. Regarding GFIs, when I sell my house built in 1966, am I required to upgrade the outlets in my laundry room, unfinished basement, et cetera? So that's going to be up to your home inspector or the home inspector that's inspecting the house. I'm going to go through the house and I'm going to point out in the areas where we expect them to be, that we kind of talked about before. And if they're not there, I will call it out as a defect because it's a safety hazard. For a home inspector, a defect is something that's a safety or a health hazard to an occupant. And so, again, it may I'm not going to say it's against code. I'm going to say it's not safe. So, so you'll call it out, but they yeah. don't have to, that's you're saying. Part of the, that's the code part you don't know. Right. Depends then, on what community you're in, probably. Well, then but. it's up to the, the transaction, the realtors and the buyer and seller, what they agree upon in their in their uh, offer to purchase and then and amendments and things. So I, I as, a, as, as a Brandon probably knows, I don't have any authority to make people do anything. I just point out and give information. Same thing with you as a company. You don't really have an authority to make anybody. Building inspectors, they are a government official, and they can say, yes, you have to change this. Got it. All right, another one here at 855-616-1620. Joey from Sussex, Texan. With dry air coming, I'm going to put a humidifier on my furnace. It needs an outlet. Can you do just one outlet for it, or do you do the whole install installation, meaning your company, Current Electric? Uh, well, I'm not an HVAC guy, but <laughs> most of the time, uh, the humidifiers are controlled by the furnace themselves. So what we end up doing is we put an outlet on the side of the furnace that's controlled by the um, control board in the furnace. Okay. Right. But you, you will come into somebody's home just for that one project? We would, we would be happy to come and help them, yep. Okay. On that note, how do people get in touch with you guys? Oh, well, they can give us a call, uh, 262-786-5885. Um, that's our office line. Um, we have a great team of uh, a call center there that'll take your call and uh, set up an appointment for you at our first available um, appointment. Okay. The website? Uh, current Electric, uh, sorry, we changed it, uh, www.callcurrent.com. Callcurrent.com. Callcurrent.com. All right. Brandon with us for the rest of this hour, so get your calls in, 855-616-1620. We're off to a good start. It is The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. The Fix-It Show with Dayton Kane and David Nason on WTMJ. Good morning, 724, mostly sunny, breezy, a high of 56 today, only 45 currently in Milwaukee. Speaking of current, 
Current Electric on with us. We've got Brandon here answering your questions at 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. A text came in, said, while using a hedge trimmer, the extension cord got nipped and tripped the GFCI. Can the extension cord be taped up or should it be replaced? (laughs) Well, you are allowed to put a new cord end on um, an extension cord that's been broken, but uh, generally speaking, I would recommend just getting a new cord. Yeah. Not taping the old well, duct tape around. So what, you're saying a new end? No, or? I would recommend just getting a new cord versus right. an end. I wouldn't recommend anybody to start you know, putting an end on themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is, it is allowed. Sell them. Have yeah. you ever done that before where you're trimming and all of a sudden, poof, yeah. you hit that extension cord, it pops. It gives yeah. you a nice little right. pop. It doesn't so hurt or anything, but it scares you. I've done that before. Yeah, no, yeah. If, if the nip's only like... Five feet from the end or something, you cut it off where the the cut is, and you can put a new end. But yeah, it is it is always well, good. Same thing with the cord that's attached to the the trimmer or whatever it is. You could put an end, but they most of those companies like Milwaukee and all that they sell new cords that can be put right on them. Yeah, that they that they make. You're saying if you hit the one that's attached. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be kind of hard to do, wouldn't it? They're not- I've done it with my circular saw. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Milwaukee circular saw, the cord gets in the way and just, whoops. Uh, okay, this one says, I'm building a closed closet in my basement to convert a room into a bedroom and egress exists. I have a dehumidifier in the basement and the area is dry. How do I vent the closet to ensure air circulates? Keep the door open? Note the dehumidifier will be located on the opposite side of the new closet wall. So this yeah. isn't about electricity, just how do I keep my closet dry? Yeah, so probably you need to just make sure there's a you know undercut the door, so that so that air. the door doesn't drag so tightly again the on the carpet, so that you can gear on it. Or or you could buy a set of louver doors. A lot of times uh, closets, well, not so much anymore. It was more maybe years ago, many years ago. A lot of closets would have the louver doors on them, right? So that air would circulate in in them. So that would be a suggestion for that. They had a second question: Is there a need to seal the concrete before installing the carpet? Uh, not, not really. There's always some moisture in the concrete. Uh, so I would talk to your flooring company about what kind of pad you're going to put down. The pad might itself might have a vapor barrier in the, in the pad. Most, most do today. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. Uh, here's a question I wondered about. What makes us, it safe to use a shop vac to vacuum up leaked water in a basement? <laughs> Usually water and electric are not a safe mix. Uh, well, it's the containment of that water. You right. know, the water isn't actually going through any of the electrical components. Right. It's just getting sucked up from the holes, and it's going right into the plastic tank. So it's not actually coming in contact with the water. So right. if you nipped your cord yeah. on your shop vac, you probably don't want to so, be using that around the water. Probably not. <laughs> right. The, the water, you're right, going, the water going through the shop vac is not a problem. You really do want to have that shop vac plugged into a GFCI yeah. uh, receptacle, right. though, right. just in case there is any other any other electricity leaking or something that you're not going to get Wear some rubber shoes, too, sold shoes while you're down there. That might not help you too much if you're standing (laughs) in water. But, yeah, you don't want to be barefoot. Yeah, You you will become a ground pretty quickly. Exactly, exactly. Good questions. Keep them coming. I always tell people water water conducts electricity very well, and so do we. And so do we. There's a lot of water in us, so. Yep. Yeah. So when you're switching out, let's say you have a light in your ceiling, and you want to put a ceiling fan up there instead of just a light. Anything in particular, electricity-wise, you have to worry about when doing that? I know weight of a fan is different than weight of a... So you got to make sure it's secured properly, but... Mm. Electricity-wise, 
usually not. I mean, as long as there's um, some type of like, you know, a switch leg or hot power or anything up there. I mean, the electricity is fine. But yeah, again, the, the box is what, what it really comes down to when putting in a ceiling fan. A lot of times um, in an older home, especially, it'll just be like a, like a regular standard box in there. It really needs to be a fan rated box. Um, so it's it's recommended that that gets replaced um, when you're putting the ceiling fan in, just to support the weight and, and keep it from falling down on, yeah. on anybody. It's got to be attached to the framing, right? Framing. But probably to add to that, the switch might be a bigger issue the, for a fan. A lot of people like to put a fan on a or one of those round dimmer switches, which really you're taking a fan that's got three speeds and you're trying to make it at a variable speed fan, and they don't like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you don't want to put a dimmer on the fan itself. Dimmer on the light is fine yeah. if you have a, a light kit on your fan. Right. But, yeah, you don't want to be changing the, the voltage and, yeah. and amperage of that um, yeah. fan with a dimmer. It's just not going to light that. It's not going to operate properly. Yeah. If your fan is whining when you're turning on everything, it's because the motor, your terminology, I'm getting wrong here, but you're trying to reduce the voltage to, yeah. the, to the motor, and <clears throat> yep. the motor doesn't like that. Right. Yep. It's got three speeds. You know, low, medium, high, and you're trying to do it somewhere in the middle. There are, there are, what dimmer or what would you call them? The type of switch to control a fan. Oh, uh, like a fan speed, speed controller. Speed, fan speed. Yeah. There you go. But what if I want it low-ish? That's not. <laughs> oh, do they make fans that are variable speed? I know they make commercial fans. Yeah. They probably make residential ones. I'm just not as familiar with the residential yeah. variable speed do. fans. But I know they make commercial ones with like a real stat yeah. kind of control sure. on them. All right. Okay. We need to take a break over to the WTMJ Breaking News Center, but get your calls in 855-616-1620. Let's say good morning to Jack Rao. Good, good morning, Jack. morning. Call with your problem. We'll try to solve it. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. You can find the Fix-It Show podcast on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts. Dayton Kane and David Nason here with Brandon from Current Electric, taking your calls and texts at 855-616-1620. This time of year, we're getting into winter. We're getting into blizzard conditions, possibly. I know everybody's like, Dayton, stop. Stop. Um, I'm seeing more and more of these generators being added to homes. Do, Do those things have the capacity to run the entire house or is it just like i'm going to give you enough power to keep your some lights on and your refrigerator that's a great question uh so they make different sizes um for for homes um obviously there's bigger houses and smaller houses but you can also tailor the sizes of the generator to specifically that you might have somebody that only wants to like back up there's some pump and lighting for instance or you might have somebody that wants to back up your whole home well there's a d- bunch of different options and, and ways to do it so that we can provide the exactly what you're looking for on yeah. backup power needs I mean, again you're right depending on your size of your house and if you're going to go through the trouble of installing a natural gas fire generator and that's what these what you're typically right. seeing it's that it's like can a, box outside, right. either from Generac or Kohler or somebody. Wouldn't you think you'd want your entire house? Yeah, if you uh, can do you it know, on that. I mean, there's obviously a cost involved. I mean, you're talking about sizing them, but uh, yeah, most of the ones that I see, you know, there's a transfer switch uh, panel in the basement, and basically, it it will take over the electricity needs in your entire house. You know, unless you have a really big house. Like I said, I saw this one this week with two 200 amp panels. Um, well, I mentioned that off the air, I guess. Um, that That's a lot of power. Right. It was a big house, too. Right. Yeah. You know, so so that, what are you seeing more of? Whole house generators going in or like specifically for certain? A lot areas? of people are doing the whole home generators. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and, the, and the nice thing is, is we can, we can downsize that just a little bit, and we put something called the load shedding module on there. Um, so what that'll do is, you know, it'll it'll give you power for your whole house, but then it might take off like the dryer or the range, for instance, where mm-hmm. like you still have power to everything you need, but you might not be able to use like the dryer for a short period of time. Yeah. Or oh, maybe the air conditioner. Will my exactly. internet stay on? That's yeah. the most important thing. Well, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, that depends on your cable provider or your internet yeah, provider. That's true, right? But I think what he's saying is you, they're going to shed yeah. the larger, the big items that things. you don't necessarily need yeah. to have during yeah. that. Blackout yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, your lights don't take that much. Your TV doesn't take that much. But yeah, a, a dryer, thirty amps, so air conditioner is usually Electric twenty. Range, yeah, things, things like, like that. that. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. This one says, my furnace is turning, isn't turning turning on. Should I call a heating guy or an electrician? I don't see any lights on the bottom door. No lights at all? Um, well, obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously because they have the question. It really should be a, a heating contractor. And generally what you can see if you carefully open the door or sometimes you just have a little window, uh, the, um, the lights should be blinking. When it's in most cases, when it's running fine, it'll be just like a they call it a heartbeat. It'll be blinking, just a blink on, off, on, off. But if it's got a problem, it'll be blinking in a like two quick ones, four short ones, or or two long like ones, four code. short. Yeah, kind of like that. And if you look on the panel, there's a there's a, a page there, and it'll say it'll explain what all the different uh, things are that what's wrong with it. Hmm. Um, but if he has say, no lights at all, that well, then, wouldn't be then an there electrical might not issue. Be any power. Make sure the switch. There's a switch on the furnace or right near the furnace that turns the power on and off. That can get bumped. I I always tell people if your power, if your furnace doesn't come, you know, you turn the heat on and it doesn't come on. The first thing to check is make sure that switch on the furnace or right near the furnace is is on. Now, if your electrical panel is literally within a couple feet of your furnace. There may not be a switch on your furnace. It could be the breaker. There's a requirement. I don't know exactly. Do you know? Yeah, it's uh, within sight of or 50 feet or less. Okay. Then you don't need that switch. You don't need the switch. It can be in the breaker panel. So two things to check, the the light, the switch on the furnace and then and then the panel. But yeah. I guess yeah, I, I would. So you're right. Maybe it is an electrician. I was thinking heating contractor. Make sure your filter is clean. Because that can that can cause problems. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, um, checking your filter. All right. So this time of year, I, I don't know if I'm quite ready to give up yet, but I often will turn the breaker off on my air conditioner outside, just so I don't accidentally turn that on during the winter or to keep mice from feeling the warmth of the electricity out there. Is that a is that something you recommend? I mean, it, it, does it hurt to turn that off in any way? No, it no. doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, I mean, if for some reason it like heats up and your your system does call for AC, it won't turn on. But otherwise, it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. I would recommend covering it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah we talk about and yeah, that, that is more of a heating contractor question. thing. But uh, but but good question because I think people think, well, what if I turn my AC on and and, and it powers off? Well, like like Brandon said, nothing. It just it won't, won't do anything. On. Right, because yeah, there's no on. power going to it. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit. We talked about generators and the fact that those they're becoming more popular, aren't they? Like, Are, are you seeing more people putting those in than in the past? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there putting generators in, that's for sure. Right. Um, 
you know, the, the the power has been a little less reliable lately, I would say, which is part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and part of that might be the next discussion point that we have when we come back from the break, which is all these electric vehicles getting installed. So we want to talk about that because yeah. I know you guys do that as well. It is the Fix-It Show. Get your calls in for Brandon from Current Electric, the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Thanks for listening to WTMJ. WTMJ's The Fix-It Show with David Nason and Dayton Kane. No Brewers this weekend, no Packers this weekend because they play Monday night in Vegas. Uh, But you do have The Fix-It Show every Saturday. We start at 7 in the morning. This hour we have Brandon Barlament from Current Electric on with us. The old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Interesting question came in on the text. It says, tell us more about the warmth in the electrical wires feeding your AC when it's not under load because that may be indicative of a real problem. Isn't there always a little current going through your electrical system even if an item isn't turned on yeah that's correct um okay. the ungrounded conductor or the hot conductor or the one that's turned on to the breaker there's there's always going to be some current and electricity flowing on that no matter what um so it's but, not necessarily a, an issue that's what we were referring to it's not yeah. it's not you know well how do you put it it's not under load no but it's it, there's always some current there yeah all right let's talk a little bit about electrical electric vehicles you guys Add in the power charging stations for people. Yep, yep. Well, uh, businesses, homes, you name it. We'll uh, we'll wire some charges for you. Okay. And if people want that done, they just call and set up an appointment. You come check out the system. You can't just like walk in, put the charger stand there, and plug it into a wall. There's a lot that goes into that, right? Yeah. Well, uh, most of the time we have to run a new um, circuit from from the panel to the, you know the garage area. And then uh, put in a receptacle. Most of them are just a receptacle. Some of them are hardwired. But then, yeah, we have to run the power to the garage. Okay. So if you have a ranch that would typically have a 100-amp service in it, and that ranch also has an electric dryer, an electric range, an electric air conditioner, putting an electric vehicle charger, is that overtaxing the system? It, it could easily overtax the system if you're using some of the other things at the same time. Yeah. It's all it's all about what load are you using, right. you know, compared to the load that you're not using. So you could use your charger if you're not using your range, but you right. wouldn't be able to use both of them. Right. So in the summer when it's hot out and the air conditioner's running and then you're cooking dinner and then somebody's doing laundry oh, and somebody comes home and wants to charge your vehicle, not happening. Yeah, you're you're probably going to trip your main breaker there. <laughs> yeah, right. So, okay. so there are probably some. My point is, there are probably some times when you need to evaluate the actual service and say, "Look, if you're going to have all these things, and you want the electric vehicle, you you likely need a new uh, service upgrade." Yeah, I agree. Anytime um, you're adding new loads to your home is a good time to consider um, if your panels has enough capacity and if your circuit breakers are in good operation. Sure. Okay, so you do electrical work in the Wisconsin area here. I've seen like in Texas and in California these rolling brownouts or they're they're running out of power in certain times of the day because everybody's using all these things. Are we seeing that here yet? Is that something we're noticing that there's just too much load on the whole system in general? Well, thankfully We Energies is really reliant. Mm-hmm. So I, I will give a shout out to them on that. Um that being said, um because of all the loads, we are still seeing some of those instances a little more frequently. Um, mm. I, I've heard pockets of people in Elm Grove and Franklin and things like that talking about a little more unreliability to their grids. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was more like like 20, 25 years ago, it was a lot more 
that occurred a lot more around here. And like you said, they've really done some good work on the on the grid here in the Midwest to improve that. But because I remember that in the summers, it, it was they would have some rolling brownouts. We haven't had that really around. Right, here. I haven't. I can't remember yeah. recently mm-hmm. that happening. It's so. more storm related, I think, than when people lose their power. Right, you know, and, if you and they're have, going more and more lines underground too. Underground. That's helping, right? Like more as they're adding things in. It's not the big tele or poles anymore as yeah. much as it is they're putting more lines underneath. Yeah, that's correct. And a lot of municipalities are actually requiring that, you know, yeah. for to the underground line to the house, and that yeah. that just gives a little more reliability to you know prevent the the storm outages. Yeah. Right. Really, I, I get that question every once in a while, walking around the the house and doing an inspection. We're in the backyard and. There's the overhead wires from the the, the uh, mast to the pole, and they're like, "Well, I can't play volleyball back here now." So, and they, well, can we bury those? Is that something you would get involved with, or is that a We Energies thing? Uh, that would be a We Energies thing. They're they're the ones responsible for bringing the power to the house, right. and then we put the meter on the house, and that's where we start you would at put the meter. The, you would put the pedestal. Yep. New pedestal. Speaking of that, are you still having trouble getting pedestals? Uh, there, there's still a challenge. Um, thankfully we had a bulk order that came through for us. So okay. we've got about 10 of them at the shop right now. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's definitely still an issue out there that getting was, meter pedestal, yeah. any size, hundred amp, 200 amp, 320 amp. I mean, they're, they're, they're out there and they're, they're not easy to get. Sure. I remember that being, that was, that's still one left thing left over from the, well, is that, is that the, the whole supply chain issue or is that just the volume of construction? Well, it sounds like it's still um, somewhat supply chain issue. Okay. Um, one one manufacturer specifically um, is still having problems with um, um, uh, raw goods in Ukraine, actually. Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's everything amazing. affects Wherever. everything. Right? Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay, it is a fix-it show. We have one segment left with Brandon from Current Electric, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line to get in touch with WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. If it needs fixing, we can help. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning to you, Dayton Kane, David Nason, and Brandon from Current Electric on this hour. Uh, sponsored by JMB Construction and Siding Unlimited. Eric Brown from Siding Unlimited on for hour number two mm-hmm. today. You're right. So last week we had uh, the Fire Protection Agency, National Fire Protection Agency, on the show talking about fire safety. October is Fire Safety Month. Somebody uh, texted in, being that it's Fire Prevention Month. Uh, does Current Electric have any suggestions of ways to keep homes safe? Yeah, absolutely. And the theme of, uh, you know, fire safety and the fire protection month, um, smoke detectors are one of the biggest things that you can do in your home to, mm-hmm. to help protect that. Mm-hmm. Um, they do make battery powered ones, but I'm here to talk about the, you know, electrically wired interconnected ones that um, will beep all over your house. Um, you know, will come in. There are certain requirements um, for where they're supposed to be. Like you're mm-hmm. supposed to have one on every landing if you have a multi-level home. Um, you're supposed to have one inside and outside of your sleeping areas. Right. Within um, outside, within two feet of the door. I think uh, outside, there's some different requirements. I believe it's like up to 21 feet away from oh, the door. I thought it was within sight of. I thought it was less than that because I've seen them where you have a longer hallway and there's bedrooms on one end and the other end. There's two, so you have to have them. If there's a couple doors, there's one there, and if there's a couple doors, there's one there too. Yeah, it all depends on the distances, okay. but yeah, right. basically but inside and outside of every sleeping area, right. and then on every level in the landing. More than what older homes have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you might find one without the batteries in there. Oh, 
might. I see it every every <laughs> week. I see them all the time. So you guys will do that system for people. Yeah. So what we do is we come in and we um, we, we do um, like combination units, which um, are smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors. Um, so those those are also required in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they uh, interconnect um, so that if there's a fire or something in the basement, it'll beep in your bedroom upstairs. Right. Every which is perfect. Text came in and said, we had a whole house generator installed by current and our power was out for 68 hours two years ago and it worked perfectly. Pat and Elm Grove sending yeah, that in. Kudos so. to Current Electric. It is well, nice to have. Well, thanks for the shout out, Pat. Yeah. I'm glad it was working for you. Yeah. So we got a minute left. Tell everybody how to get in touch with Current Electric. Well, if you want to get, uh, get in touch with us, call our call center, 262-786-5885 or check out our website where you can schedule services directly, www.callcurrent.com. And what do you guys all service? Everything electrical? Anything electrical, give us a call and we can help you out. Solar? Solar, commercial, residential, you name it. Generators, low voltage, fire alarm, we can do it all. One-stop shop. That's us. If it's electric, think current electric. Well, thanks for coming in. Nice to have you. First time in, you You did a great job. Yeah, Yeah. thanks for having me. Very informative hour. Yeah, great hour. Like I mentioned, Eric Brown from Siding Unlimited coming up next. It is The Fix-It Show. This has been The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.